The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season die-hard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears Award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th. The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season die-hard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears Award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th. Blog Talk Radio. Hmm. He now rocking with. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Ladder and James Boyd. James, what's going on? What are we doing here? What, what? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like it's almost like magic, I guess. This is like Bizarro World. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Rich from One Nation Radio. Stay here with James, and of course, we are taking over the Perfect Ten Wrestling Show with our special guest, The Implications. What's going on, man? Hey, I guess. <laughs> so, so, so we, this is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. This yeah. is a thing. It exists. We are live here on LOP Radio for, uh, this is my second time on this show, and first time bringing you guys One Nation Radio and blending it uh, with uh, The Implications and Perfect Ten Wrestling. Uh, how's it going, man? Been been a long time. I uh, haven't talked to you. Yeah, I think I had you on my show <laughs> about yep. two months ago, <laughs> back in June. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I thought, you know what? I'll be kind and bring Rich back, and he's hijacked my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We replaced you, apparently. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 wow. All right, so um. I guess you know it's been a it's been you know we're coming fresh off of SummerSlam and uh, we had uh, our show One Nation Live over the weekend and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling right now the May Young Classic we've yeah. got um, Cena and Reigns jumping off yeah. we've got breaking uh, the fourth wall breaking all the walls mm-hmm. like Chris Jericho <laughs> and I don't know let's just let's just roll into to what feels right I guess we can start with that uh, with, with John Cena and Roman Reigns. Um, those guys decided to pull the big guns out on each other and shoot, shoot, shoot. I mean, do you want to do a rundown of what happened during the promo, or do you, or do you just want to uh, just go from go straight to opinion? Um, I, I feel like we should tell folks what happened in case they uh, they missed it, uh, okay. so they can get their own you know gist of it. So um, 
basically John Cena comes out there and says, you know, I was looking, you know, I came to Monday Night Raw for one guy, one guy, bring your ass out here. And, you know, from there, Roman Reigns comes out, these guys face off, angles in the ring, contract signing, signing set up. What? Contract signing for a non-title match, which is just so eager. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it. So ridiculous. Yeah, man, no no belt on the line or anything. No, pride. Pride, yes. Um, you know, we, we gave up our pride a long time ago when we started talking about wrestling on the internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but um, as far as these guys, you know, fake pride or, or part-time pride or full-time pride, um, these guys started ripping into each other. Pretty much John Cena unloaded the gun on, a way in, on Roman Reigns in a way that no one has been able to. Uh, thus far, because as we know, Roman doesn't really do too much talking, and his opponents tend to get to talk to him even less. Um, I guess, uh, you know, from there, he went into talking about how Roman Reigns is not the guy to replace him. Uh, He he essentially, he can't do his job. That's why Cena can't leave. Yes. And that, that was actually the second part of Cena's foray. Did, did I miss that? Yeah, the beginning is he's saying about how to pull up like some my, type of my, biggest, my biggest issue with you, more or less, is that you've been protected. And, you know, I guess it's sort of playing into the fact that John Cena was, you know, on on uh, Future Endeavor Road um, right before he turned it around and um, became the, the biggest star in the industry. Right. And uh, from there, uh, Roman goes to talk, and Roman is – is one of the issues that I have with uh, this stuff is that uh, there are certain people, like, for example, Cena and ha- Paul Heyman and Stephanie, that are allowed to golf book whenever they so choose because they're really quick figures on their feet. Uh, everybody else, for the most part, especially the main roster everyday people, are not allowed to deviate. So he, he's going to cut his promo, and, you know, he ends up winding up cutting pretty much the best promo of his career. Um and he stammers for a bit, and then Cena cuts him off immediately, and then kneecaps him and says, he's "Like, come on, come on, guy! If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be the guy, you gotta learn how to cut promos." As if he's like, as if he's like Mick telling Rocky he has to, he has to go to the body, right? He's telling him what to do. Yeah. And then you know, and then he goes from there, and he pretty much like he popped the territory more or less by just calling uh, Cena a bitch twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cena laughs, and then he proceeds to do what he's been doing about since the time he became the. He, you know, stop and start guy now that he's became over the last uh, years and changed. Yeah. Um, where he just, you know, your biggest, your biggest like vulnerability as an actual star, he shines a light on it. And, you know, I, I said to you a few months ago, like, I wonder when it's going to become a time where some, somebody starts to take exception to this, whether they're a face or a hill or whatever, is saying like, all right, well, this dude is here, here today, gone tomorrow, and he's literally killing your everyday guys. At what point are people going to take are going to take some as far as fans have some type something to say about this? And apparently we're sort of there now with Roman Reigns of all people. Yeah. Go figure. Who who would have guessed that? Matt, what what did you make of this whole thing? Well, sometimes the breaking the fourth wall falls flat on its ass. Jeff, after only look at gold dust at the end of the Attitude Era, that was bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was so shit. <laughs> but I really like this. I thought it worked because. Um, it kind of added some legitimacy, I guess, because <laughs> Reigns has felt fake this entire time, and this is the first time he really felt real. That doesn't sound like an artsy-fartsy kind of bullshit, <laughs> but it felt real for the first... Like, Reigns' programme, which didn't feel 
kind of manipulated in, into trying to get him over, which is great for to see, really. Cena did kind of shoot him in the knees a bit. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with this. Like, I thought, like, he, as I mentioned before, like, no one's really been allowed to take off on Reigns right. and pretty much voice mm. what the fans, a lot of the fans think about him. It's just mm. been like this alternate reality that WWE has created for Roman Reigns that to live in. Well, to be fair, is it actually a, a reality they created, or is it actually just, in fact, the WWE universe? <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. They, ever since, mm. like, you know, the Royal Rumble 2015, a.k.a. when they hit the iceberg, uh, they've positioned this guy, they've decided he was the man. Like, mm-hmm. he was never, he never became Before the man. Before he ever had to prove or tell. Right. Mm. And the fact that it took this long for someone to really, to have this personal, like, type feud with him, it's easily the most, like, personal feud since Dan Bryan and Roman Reigns that he's had. Mm. Yeah, because he's not had anything <laughs> relatable, really. He's just been let's try this to get him over. Let's try this to get him over. And Daniel right. Bryan was the first time of not being that. It was just a storyline that was quite good to build, like some form of character around it. This is the same. It's the first time, really, where it hasn't been. Let's try and get Reigns over. It's just been let's have a proper rivalry, a proper feud. He's not had that really since Bryan. Everything else has been. Seamus. <laughs> well, 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 to be fair, if there's one thing, I mean, in when it comes on the spectrum of the Roman hate from the internet, I think me and Rich, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Rich. I think me, me and Rich more along fill on the lines of this guy isn't necessarily perfect, but he has been a really, really big, really big time clutch performer on the big stage, and. WWE really did him a super disservice um, by giving him this push at the time they did and also putting Daniel Bryan into that Royal Rumble. 100% yep. agree. <laughs> yeah. But just, just to state it out loud for, for those, you know, that are that are unfamiliar with, with our standing on the Roman spectrum, right, there are some people that think he should not be allowed on TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> those people are ridiculous, but... <laughs> um, but if there's one thing, and I, and I, and I think, you know, for even the, even the staunchest um, Roman haters, I think there's, if there's one thing that he has proven time after time to be successful with has been the face-versus-face feud. Like, in, you I know, agree. when you talk about, like, they make it interesting. The the Roman AJ feud was so good and it was so smart because it played on. Are is the Bullet Club actually with AJ? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. They're doing this stuff for him. I don't trust you guys. So I'm gonna bring my cousins with me. And then every and then everything comes down to they both end up seeing their you know their um their people that they have close knit uh, relationships with getting beaten down by the person they're feuding with with chairs. So it doesn't matter about right or wrong. It's about you attack some people that are important to me. We're going to run it. Yeah. And that's mm. and that's why those two matches that they had in that two month feud was so good because it was actually it was actually somewhat real. Right. Like mm. you you saw the connection. And I mean, we're getting there, but I don't know if this is necessarily the best way to get there. And don't get me wrong. Like I thought this is one of the best segments of Raw on TV this year. Period. It's, to me, is this yeah. in the rap battle? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love that rap battle. I mean, but it's also it's all you guys also admit it's also like every other like John Cena work shoot burial that he's done. Like whether he was whether he called AJ uh, a, a guy from Atlanta, <laughs> or, or, or when he called uh, Miz, he said like 
look, you moron, if I controlled everything and I'm the puppeteer, like you said, I would be, I wouldn't be fighting your sorry ass. I would be fighting the Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> and then and it worked. And then he said, you know, normally around this time, I'd be telling people that me and Nick are in the, for the fight of our lives. But come WrestleMania, we're going to bury you. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, and then there was, you know, just like two weeks ago, um, the, the, like probably the most efficient one he's ever done where, like, Corbin comes t- comes out, and in two sentences, he's already like, wow, his career might be over. Yes, mm. yes. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Um, as far as the match, like, who, who do we think is going to, like, end up winning on this one? Matt, we start with you. <laughs> Surely, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Right. <laughs> God, it's almost got to be Roman. Like, I mean, he hasn't won a single Russell. He hasn't won a single pay per view match since yeah. uh, retired Undertaker. Um, he took the pin at SummerSlam. Yeah. Mm, uh, you know, seen us do to leave at any any given moment. He he needs mm. like one reason really needs a big win is the plan is in fact him going into WrestleMania to get that transitive heat from. Brock beating <laughs> the Undertaker four years ago. So they, they definitely need to. They definitely the, idea, the idea of transitive heat is just like. Stupid? It's, it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, meanwhile, Goldberg whooped that man's ass like exactly. a year ago. Exactly. Undertaker already beat him, got the heat back. It's the fact that he's the Jew. It's, 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 like, it's the Jews. It's, like, it's the lineal Undertaker heat championship. Like, I don't. Or I don't get it. it. Do you want to call it the heat or the glow? Or you want to call it the juice or the glow? We call it the juice. We'll okay. go with it. And they only have the glow. Okay. The last dragon has oh, the glow. <laughs> you know, so we'll go with the juice. You know, nobody's heard the juice in a while. Okay. I, I brought it up recently in a column when I was talking about Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman also qualifies for the juice, too. The way he was whooping on Brock Lesnar's ass at SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of those guys, uh, well, I'll give my pick first. I'll be the different guy, and I'll, I'll say Cena's going to win. Uh, and I and I'll say that because I feel like they'll build to a rematch that they can do at the Royal Rumble when Cena comes back, and then Reigns will get his win back essentially and send him mm. on the way there. Um, but the booking, um, No Mercy, looks like it's it could essentially be the show of the year for whatever. <laughs> <Stupidly> solid. <laughs> um, just based off the top two matches, why are we getting these WrestleMania matches right now? Because they've got to get to Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania, so it's burned through everything else to keep trying to keep you interested. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the last time I thought like they were doing something crazy like this was um, when they did the rematch between uh, Cena getting squashed by Lesnar at SummerSlam 2014, mm-hmm. and they did like the very next month. And you think you're just watching the TV, and you you know you're just thinking like this makes this seems like it's too soon. But then, you know, after some retrospect, you you sort of think about it, like, oh, yeah, that's right. The network subscription for the network uh, rolled over after uh, SummerSlam, so they needed, like, a quick hook to get people to to re-up. Now, Mm -hmm. look, they'll – they're almost like crackheads trying to give away free (laughs) network. Trying to sell, like, this one, I don't – Y'all want some of these subscriptions? Y'all want some of these subscriptions? Like, please. Like it's like, will you like? I will pay you. I will pay you to please try this food. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But now we're at the point where that's what they're. I mean, I don't. I don't know the the rhyme or reason for this. I really don't. Like they're putting on two matches that could main event WrestleMania next year. And you know, honestly, if the alternate, if if you say the three do- the three doors are available are Cena versus Reigns. Ron 
versus Brock or Brock versus Roman 2, Electric Boogaloo, which door are you going down? That, I mean, the one you're actually about to go down is probably the last one you want to pick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, they've got a strange infatuation with putting reigns over everyone. They they had them beat The Undertaker. They had them beat Triple H. They had them beat CM Punk. They had them beat Daniel Bryan. And he's still no more over than he was. <laughs> they had him with <laughs> They had him be essentially like one of the greatest Royal Rumble performers that we've ever seen in like a four-year period stretch. Not one of he, he, who's been better. Think about it like this, right? He finished second in 14, yep. 15 mm-hmm. he won, 16 he finished third, third and mm-hmm. then he finished second in 17. Yeah. Who else yeah. has who That's else ridiculous. has like finished in the top in the final four, or in or in, in the tie the top three for four straight years? Like the only thing you could probably Austin, say maybe? is Austin, but even Austin like missed a Royal Rumble. And Austin yeah, also. Yeah, and another another part about it is like Austin should have been eliminated in one of those freaking things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's true, Brett. Yep, and we'll, we'll always come back to 1997 at some point on all of our shows. Uh, it's the seminal year in wrestling history. I feel like um, as far as uh, Strowman and Lesnar, um, I really feel like this match, Braun Strowman is the guy that has the juice, and I feel like he needs to beat Brock Lesnar. What do you think, Matt? It's the I really, really like Paul Strowman. <laughs> I really want him to win. But then you know, I suddenly remember what they're building towards, and I hope they're not, because Paul Strowman is hot. He's white hot. This is the moment. This is the... Like, in TNA with Samoa Joe, they, he was undefeated. He was an absolute beast. He was a monster. They did the whole stuff with the X Division, and he, he was absolutely amazing. Then they had him lose to Kurt Angle, and he never... <laughs> the moment went, and when he won, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the unstoppable Samoa Joe. He was just really good wrestler, Samoa Joe. It wasn't the same. With Paul mm. Strowman, they've got to give him that championship before he kind of dies down a bit and becomes really good Paul Strowman rather than the monster Paul Strowman. <laughs> so I want him yes. to <laughs> keep him as the monster. Yeah, give him the title whilst he's white hot, like they did with Brock Lesnar back in the day with The Rock. Do you guys think it, like Strowman like, would be essentially exposed by having the championship? No, not if he only has to wrestle twice a month. Right. <laughs> yeah, like... Right. But, but, you know, the WWE, they protected Strowman, right? right? But I'm afraid mm. if they put the championship on him, they're going to go ahead... I don't think they'll make him, like... I, I would essentially assume that he's a face now. He's would that be fair to He's the one who's going to get the most cheers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, they, you know, and you know, when Brock Lesnar comes into the scene, like, there is no baby face in here or heel. They're, right. They're just Brock Lesnar. Right. But I, I I feel like I like I want him to win the title really badly, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like WWE is going to do a thing where they essentially make him the champion and he loses like a little something, like as far as like just doing the crazy impressive shit each week, like the I don't know if we're going to get the moments like he's flipping the ambulance or fighting off murder attempts and. All this other stuff, like it's just like he's gonna get the energy of oh, this is our champion now, and they're gonna send him out there with a microphone and to to just do this stuff, and like he doesn't no, need no, that. No, 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 no. If they are going to make him champion, they need to continue doing exactly what they've been doing. They don't need to deviate or anything. They don't need to have him. Like, and that's the thing. I don't give a damn if it was uh, The Rock, if it was Stone Cold, if it's even John Cena, and we've seen it with John Cena for years. Um, and we know this is true. If you have somebody and you make them come out week after week after week and have to start off that eight that the first segment and give a fifteen minute promo, they're going to get less over and less over by the week because nobody 
I don't care how good of a promo they are. I don't care if they're Shel- if they're Shelton. I don't care if they're McGregor. It doesn't matter. I don't care if they're uh, uh, Billy Graham, superstar Billy Graham. You cannot <laughs> cut promos for 15 minutes and get yourself over week after week after week. And, and, and if you don't believe me, unless you're Sam Punk, and if you don't believe me, go look at what they uh, how over uh, Enzo is since the split to where they are now. And, it, and that's not 15 minutes. That is like five, six, seven minutes. That is a long time to tread water out there. And now he's in 205 Live. <laughs> but um, what, else, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I think if they keep the plan being that he's only going to wrestle two times a, a month, the pay-per-view and one of the main events yeah. um, on TV, on TV and you can basically have it to where, you know, I said this to you before, you have it bronze rules. Bronze rules. He has a regular rules match on TV, and then whoever he, whoever bump, whatever guy that, that, that wants to step into the terror dome with him on pay-per-view for the belt, you have to fight in bronze rules. And bronze rules, and bronze rules basically means anything but a regular rules match. <laughs> Like if you notice, um, you know most of these matches he's been in have been special, have been stipulation matches, and he's excelled in them because they've been able to hide, to you know hide some of his flaws and accentuate the fact that this is the, the biggest, um, strongest dude on earth, you know. So, do you remember Ryback rules? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you actually bring him up. Um, it's sort of funny that we're at this we're at this time of the year. We're getting towards the end or past SummerSlam, getting into figuring out what's going to happen for SummerSlam season. Um, and we have a guy that's not in their quote-unquote plans because they always have to have plans and nothing getting in the way of their plans um, that somebody got, messed around and got over that wasn't, that wasn't planned to, not to, the way, not to that extent, and it's time for them to actually become champion or, or um, be put over um, to become an actual full-on star as opposed to somebody that's really just – bubbling to the surface and we're going to see what they're going to do. Are they going to you know, do right by this dude? And, and um, after they protected him for a year for, or for over a year at this point, or, or are they going to basically have him on the precipice of, of becoming the guy or becoming the champion and then have the ref low blow him and then help roll him up. Like how they did right back with CM Punk and Brad Maddox at Hell in a Cell 2011. Please say no. 2012. <laughs> well, no, it's up to them. What, what do you make of that of that whole situation, Matt? Like, because we're, we're – I feel like um, like James and I, like, we've talked on our show many times about the Ryback-Punk-Rock situation and how essentially Ryback isn't in WWE right now yep. because they had an opportunity to make him the man. And looking or at it, they probably – Yeah, or a man. Mm. And I remember at the time, Jericho thought uh, Ryback should go over. Like, he was out on his podcast saying that. Mm-hmm. And then with retrospect, every passing day, it feels like, man, you could have just beat CM Punk and then gave him the belt back. But they were that committed to the 434-day plan. Plans. Plans. You know. Plans. Not Samuel plan, but WWE plans. <laughs> and <laughs> what's up, plan? But how, how do you feel about that whole situation? Did Ryback turn heel after that WrestleMania? Or was it before that WrestleMania? Uh, was they, after? they turned him into yeah, like like the, the following. Mm. Okay, so the, the storyline we were actually talking about um, 
Brown Everett from uh, Wrestling Observer, and he he had made a point a couple months ago about the company has been so bad with baby faces that the only thing they know how to do is get heat now. So mm-hmm. you you see when they come every single week, they come to a show um, where a wrestler is in their hometown or their home state. They always beat them. Like the last, like really the only exception that I can remember over the last like year and change or maybe two years is Sasha winning that um, match to get into. Um, SummerSlam mm-hmm. just uh, just a couple weeks ago in Boston, which is funny because when she was in a Hell in a Cell match the year before in Boston, they beat her, right? So, um, and then you know you look at the t- you look at the top the history of title reigns now, where like overwhelmingly like for like twenty or since Daniel Bryan had to vacate the title in uh, June 2014, like the baby all the days where the reigns have been uh, for uh, the champions like. 23% out, out of the 100% has been, like, baby faces. Like, heels have just ran roughshod, right? <laughs> mm. um, and, you know, like, we've only had three baby face wins on pay-per-view since uh, since uh, Brock split uh, uh, Orton's head wide open. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, and two of them were Goldberg. And the other one was Roman retiring the Undertaker. Mm. Right. That's a good punch, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we're just, overrun, we're just overrun with heat. And um, I lost my track of my point. What I was going to say. That, uh, <laughs> we're overrun with heat right now. All the um, baby faces on pay per view have been unsuccessful in main events, and they are. We were just talking about Ryback and Roman. We were just talking about Ryback. Ryback losing all those matches. Oh like yeah, he yeah, did. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Once, yeah, so once uh, Alvarez made that point or whatever, and I and I started going and looking back at like the championship reigns and the pay per views, I'm like, my God, he's he's not only is he right, like he is like, it's almost like like. You just something like you just can't unsee now, right? Mm. And um, for me, it it was just like I I I have to look at this and and go back and track like the times they've messed up guys that were that were hot acts or whatever, mm. or also guys. And I was also looking back at guys that um lost titles but never got their quote unquote fair title shot back, and one of them was Ryback. So after the whole situation with Ryback at Hell in a Cell, the next month. There they go and have a triple threat with Cena involved with Punk, and then they debut the Shield, and then the whole thing is Ryback is now chasing for vengeance against the Shield for months, and then he ends up uh, fighting Mark Henry at that, at that <laughs> WrestleMania, and then after he's on TV and he actually can give him the shell shock, he in the in the in the biggest stage of them all, his WrestleMania moment is to get get him on his back and then can't do it. Right, his performance issue, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he does it immediately after the match is over. Right. Hmm. And then, like, he turns heel almost like this for the very next month and then fights uh, Cena. Cena. And it was a really hmm. good match. But still, it was like, wow, that, what a squandered situation this was. Anyway, hmm. but but <laughs> slight deviation. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for, for the derailment. Um, the, the next thing I want to talk about was, obviously, uh, the PWI 500 list. Uh, hmm. Now, Matt, have you had a chance to, to take a look at uh, – the PWI Yeah, I've seen the top ten, and yep. uh, and of course I follow a few wrestlers, so they've just gone. Oh, I'm on the top 500 list, and <laughs> just seen that yep. just pop up. Yeah, so yes, I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually just came across the whole 500. We're not obviously going to go through the whole 500, no. No. but um, I did want to shine a light on a couple things and explain, you know, some things about the PWI 500. It. I've mm. always been a fan of it since I was a little kid. Uh, I remember the first issue being 1998 was the first one that I bought, and it was Austin that was number one. 
And I was always just fascinated with this. It's a very heavily, you know, lean towards kayfabe. But when you start looking at how the list breaks down, it's like there's a couple, like, keys to it. There's a obviously a grading period. It usually goes around from August of one year to, to July of the next year. And then they weigh everything, you know, championships are, are weighted heavily. The WrestleMania main event typically is rated very heavy. I wrote a column a couple years ago where I discovered – that at the time, there were only eight times where, uh, now nine uh, with this year, that the person that won the WrestleMania main event was not number one in the PWI 500. It was almost like, yeah, if you're a full-time WWE performer, Mm -hmm. that you're going to get it. If you win that, it's essentially like a ticket, and if not, it's something ridiculous that happens, like, you know, like Okada having a ridiculous year like he's having right now. So I'm assuming one of those years – that the person that may have invented WrestleMania was not PWI uh, number one was Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania nine. Correct. Okay. Just, cool. just making sure. <laughs> I was, in 1993's number one was actually Bret Hart. So, and he mm-hmm. lost the main event, which is like crazy. He wasn't in the main event. What are you talking about? Yeah, anyway. anyway. <laughs> 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 that was the money in the bank cash in. Exactly. What are you talking about? Hulk Hogan with a black eye cash in. Yeah. So, <laughs> Who could have been money in the bank? <laughs> John Cena wasn't in the uh, 2013 SummerSlam main event either in that case. No, he was not. Uh, so let's get to the top ten. I guess we can go in reverse order and, and talk about these guys. Number ten, The Miz. Uh, career renaissance pretty much through the whole grading period last year. And he pretty much put himself back on the map on Talking Smack, going off on a coward that, that oh, left his fans, that, that basically did not bring prestige back to the Intercontinental Championship. And he basically ter- helped, you know, if AJ Styles was on one side, The Miz was on the other. Like, those were your top two heels on the show? Yes, we want, we want more of that, please. You know, before they started to ruin SmackDown they in January. Yeah. They literally took it apart brick by brick. You know what? We don't like the foundation. We're going to start over again. The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season diehard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th. I'm going to pass it to you guys. Talk about the Miz a little bit. I think he's awesome, <laughs> obviously. Well, because <laughs> um, for me, he had a clear arc on SmackDown. He was over as hell, and the next thing was to put him in a world title picture with, I guess, AJ Styles, who was, the, as you said, the other top heel, who's now a babyface. It was kind of like mid-transition into babyface because he's so over anyway. But to have him and The Miz as the top two guys going forward, it just made sense. Then The Miz got drafted. Then Dean Ambrose got drafted. Then Jinder Mahal happened. I've heard your rant on Jinder Mahal, by the way. <laughs> that was the best rant I've ever heard. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> but, yeah, um... Yeah, it felt like it was a clear arc for him, and then they drafted him to Raw, and there's no clear arc for him on Raw. He's Intercontinental Champion. He's doing awesome still as Intercontinental Champion, but there's nowhere, there's a glass ceiling, obviously, because, of course, they've got the, in my country, we call them the Voidy Magoos, as in just the big-ass lads <laughs> with this yeah. huge muscles, and it's the Miz really going to ever break into that. I don't know. It's going to be really difficult. On SmackDown, he could have done. 
but I don't know if he can on Raw. So that's kind of disappointing. So I don't know where he's going to go from now, but in the grading period, he was amazing. His program with Dolph Ziggler was one of the best storylines WWE's done for a long time. Yes. Yeah. I... It's amazing because I want to say like 2012 when he did it, like the end of 2012 when him and Del Rio both turned face, we were like, oh, let's see how this goes. And he just was dead as a doorknob. Yep. Um, yeah. Even though even though he won, you know, the Intercontinental title on the pre-show of, of that, of a, the 2013 WrestleMania, it's just like he was just dead. And you, you always saw it like, they keep having this dude do Miz TV to try to get other people over. Eventually he's going to break through somehow, some way. They, they, they clearly keep giving him, you know, the mic to talk. Eventually he's going to lead somewhere. It, it may be, you know, obviously he's not the, the greatest, most gifted athlete in the ring. And, yes, he does wrestle like he's underwater sometimes. <laughs> but we'll see. But eventually, like, if he can, you know, figure something out as far as the grasp of grasping the, uh, the, the storytelling part of, of the wrestling for big matches, he, can, might, he might have something. And lo and behold, that, that's exactly what happened, and this is where we're at now. Um, the Miz has figured it out. Yeah, he, he's figured it out to where, like, look, I'm not going to be, I'm never going to be able to have AJ Styles or Shawn Michaels matches as based off just just athletic brilliance. I'm never going to be separate on this. Can't do it. But what I can do is use all the heat I have because everybody hates my guts because I have a punchable face, and you know I'm quote unquote unworthy. Um, because I was a reality star, yeah, and I'm going, I'm going to shove it down people's throats over time, and eventually, people started to take notice. And most, most noticeably, when he went off on the one of the most beloved, one of the most beloved baby faces of any and all times, and Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and you know, like he, you're in, and he's absolutely right. We were at a point where. Natural career uh, story arc was he was headed towards the title, but of course plans, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, we ended up where they say switch him out, and he basically got moved over toward Big Boy's play, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like all right, good luck. Like okay, good luck trying to break through to the main event where there's Braun Strowman and and Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar on that brand. Good luck with that. Have fun before you get to the shield guys. Like yeah, and, oh yeah, and, yeah. And that's before and that's after the shield guys, right? So um, he's pretty much has been in this position where, much like when things are struggling, they always ask him to go put out fires. Well, can you go out here and take out the trash? Can you go out here and fix this flat tire for me? Can you go out there and clean out the gutters? And they, you know, they had him and they have him going out there with Jason Jordan. And trying to get and get this whole mess over. Yeah, mm. and you know, poor Miz. That's that's where we are. Yeah, poor Miz. And before that, it was like, hey, can you kind of help us kickstart this whole entire Seth Rollins re- redemption story by having you know you you and your clique of geeks beat up Seth and then have Dean make the save? That all jump started because of Miz. So valuable in, in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, the Miz is. Mm. Hopefully he gets his due one day, and I, I and I've said it on One Nation Radio. Jinder Mahal is wearing the Miz's WWE Championship right now. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and that's that's absolute proof that like, look, if the whole situation is about the if it was about the fact that Miz wasn't good enough worker, then okay, fine. You say he's not a guy that's capable of putting on main event quality matches on pay per view. Fine, I can understand that. 
but we've seen now, I mean, SummerSlam, that was not the main event, that was semi-main, but that was the brand's main event. And we've seen four of those. And they're not the snuff. Right. Not, especially yeah. in, especially after 2016 that we had yep. with all the, you know, the best wrestling the company ever put on and everybody is still back. Is, that was that contributed. No major injury. And everybody that contributed to that is back. So there's no, there's no, there's no explanation for this. There's none. Um, number nine, the glorious one, Bobby Roode, up mm. 61 mm. spots. Oh, sorry, what was mm. the name? <laughs> <laughs> the glorious one, Bobby Roode. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's the glorious. <laughs> Hold on, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say so. James pretty much will refuse to call Bobby Roode Bobby Roode. No, of course not. Why would I do that? Do you not watch Botchamania, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that. First off, I, it doesn't have to be, be Botchamania. You, every time you've seen him on NXT at a takeover, what do, what does a uh, buddy with the, uh, with the um, Oxfords call him? What does he call him? The Glorious. The, the Glorious Bobby Roode. <laughs> So there you go. There Bobby is, Roode. There is no hard D. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Buddy Landell, but Oh no, no, no. That's, 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 that's my that's my like one I keep holster for when I want to be snarky. I don't gotcha. actually, I don't really call him back I like I only sit there just like y'all gotcha. off air. So, so we done outed this man on live radio. All right. Um, <laughs> so Bobby Roode uh, up to number nine, up sixty one spots from number seventy. Uh, had a glorious year as uh, winning the NXT Championship and headlining mm-hmm. uh, the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania takeovers and the SummerSlam one. Well, that one was outside the green period. But um, he got to number nine. What do you guys think of this? I guess a, I was gonna say, oh, I'm not sure. I was going to say a bit high, maybe, although he did have those really good matches with Shinsuke Nakamura during this period. So I guess it's fine, in a way. Uh, but I don't know if that's more because of how good Shinsuke is, because he's shown it on SmackDown, I think, a little bit, that he can have a half-decent match with pretty much anyone, because even though his matches with Jinder were nowhere near four stars, I'd call it half-decent until the finish happened, which was bollocks, <laughs> and then just crippled it. It was so bad. But yeah, um, it's, I guess it's... I, feel, I don't know, I feel, like, I feel like with Bobby Roode... Sorry, Bobby Roo, I absolutely <laughs> love <that. laughs> feels weird saying that in my accent. <laughs> just got no gusto to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, with Bobby Roode, I'm going to just call him his normal name. <laughs> so Bobby Roode, he's got, um, I've, I really like him. I enjoyed him in TNA, but I can't name a single match of his that I've really, really liked, which I find really odd, even though I think he's amazing. I don't know why that, how that's possible, because I went back to his TNA work. There's not really any match I can pick out that I really like. I just like him, just overall. And I, I guess that could be one reason why he's so high up this list. Well, plus he was NXT champion. That means quite a lot to BWI. Forever. Yeah, I, I I've think, called him a dude with answers before. Yeah, yeah. You, you're still down on him. Like, yeah. The thing is this, right? If you watched... A, actually, I can't say it because you have to. The thing is this. He is the technician. He's the mechanic guy. Like, mm. And he's not a mechanic that's sensational in the way that um, like Cesaro is or... Even somebody that's technical is fence of like he's able to tie it into the storytelling of of like you know being a person that's just going to chop you down systematically like like Bret Hart is. Mm-hmm. He is a guy like he is a lot like how Triple H is, where he's technically sound, he's in the he's in the right place when he should be, 
Um, he knows how to contribute to the story, but he but he also is kind of like in the Randy Orton mode, where like in Triple H mode, where he's methodical and he builds toward and he builds towards a crescendo at the end of the match, as opposed to we're going to start we're going to start out in like for the heat or the or the hope spot or the cutoff. We're going to do something that like really sticks out in your mind as being memorable, or whatever to keep you throughout. Like the whole thing is building. Like it's almost like let keeping it keeping it low, keeping it here. Keep it, obviously it's not a visual medium, but like keeping the car at like fifteen, and then all of a sudden, like by the end, like we are we are just off and running. Mm-hmm. And that's you know seeing that the kind of crazy wrestling that we're seeing. If you're not just only into WWE product. That can be a thing that can turn you off on Bobby Roode. Sorry, so you saying, "Oh, he's he's good." I don't know how great he is necessarily, right. but I really enjoyed his match with with uh, Galloway. I'm sorry, McIntyre. Yeah. Um, the other week, and but the thing is, like after you see what Gargano and Amos did, what mm. Oscar and Ember did, and then um, what the Authors of Pain and that Hoss match did with uh, Sanity. Mm. It's kind of hard to, or and also like this is a super super duper strong style, or not super duper, but it's not a it's not it's not it's not, a, it's not an Ishii Shibata match, but yeah. you know my point, like WWE, like that was one of the most brutal matches I've, I've, as far as striking that I've ever seen uh-huh. on, on WWE show um, between uh, Alistair Black, Alistair Black, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm old idiot name, by Alistair Black and Atami. So yep. like there was so much stuff, there was a variety, and then you got basically. After all of that crazy stuff, you pretty much got like a a I don't want to say by numbers because you you basically got like a high quality WWE main event well wrestled match, which is like all this other crazy stuff happened. He's like, oh okay, and you put that at the end. It's like that match is about you know depending on what you like, that match goes up there. But like it's almost like oh yeah, that's some really good vanilla we just had. It's a really good vanilla. <laughs> So like I see I how like so I see <laughs> how I do too, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. that can kind of you kind of you kind of sort of you like don't appreciate what Bobby Roode brings to the table at times when you have like the craziest tag matches in the world going on on, on the undercards of some of these uh, takeover shows. Now, looking at the rest rest of this list, right, the way that it leans so heavily towards kayfabe, mm-hmm. towards re- rewarding that, um, like just these accomplishments. Randy Orton was at number 13. I feel like there's a very good argument that pretty much got dismantled the moment Roman or Randy Orton won the belt. Why doesn't Randy Orton have this spot? You mm. won the Royal Rumble. You won the WWE Championship at right. WrestleMania. Those gender matches killed him. Well, In kayfabe and out of kayfabe. Well, here's the thing, right? So, depending on how you feel about it, How you feel about um, Randy Orton burning down um, Bray Wyatt's sister's gravesite? Turns, turns, <laughs> it comes, it comes down to a lot of it. Like, remember me? We we do the live blog in the rest in this, uh, the the wrestling square circle, and we basically more or less are basically doing running diaries of everybody talking back and forth amongst like fifty different people of what they're what they're seeing on SmackDown or Raw or the pay per views or takeovers. Yeah, and. When that happened, and he was and he was saying he was saying he was going to burn this place down or burn that mother down, right? <laughs> I, I really I thought, wow, this is like, this is a double turn. This is a double turn. This is this is like this is so dark. Dude. This is a double turn. Orton basically going to turn back into like 2009 psycho guy. Uh huh. And then 
You show up the next week or two weeks later, and they're still in the same baby face and heel dynamic that they had, and there was no double turn. I thought, wow, this isn't going to go well. And sure enough, it went worse than I thought it ever could have been. <laughs> like, that cockroaches, earthworms. I, it went worse than I ever thought it would. All those like, bugs were just trying to fl- flock to the shit that was that was being presented in the ring. But when you do something like this, this is a guy that has supernatural powers, and he gets them from his sister, who is buried at a gravesite. And then you burn down the gravesite, and that's just getting rid of the powers. And then a week or two later, he shows up at the gravesite with, with, with that was of the burnt and uh, around all the rubble. And basically, puts the, rubs the ashes on his face, going in blackface. But the blackface has magical powers. I, 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, oh, okay, so now this is full on hocus pocus. Like, yes. supposed to be like, mm. it was just like it. Just you, it, it jumped mm. that jumped the shark for me. And then the other week, the week after that, is like they show up and apparently he has more followers, more random goons we never seen. Like, they're essentially his druids, and they grab him backstage, and then he, he basically sings them a song. Is like this is really turned from something that could be interesting or or, or it's something compelling or something everyone was talking about, right? We saw people with with, with stills of Orton doing hidden pose in front of the burning house on T-shirts yes. or at indie shows, right? And then that's where we end up, and that's what we got for the title match at WrestleMania. That is going to leave a lot of people sour over like the direction with you and everything that was chosen, even though they if you look at it from from the long view, they built that so well. Where at the September review, because Orton obviously couldn't be in the in the. Uh, I'm sorry, was that the next one? Was it was the next one? one? Yeah, he couldn't be in the September review because he was out because of the concussion because he got split on by a 200 pound shoot fighter, right? right. Um, so he loses. He joins. He joins the cult. They win the tag titles. Um, they're the two sole survivors in the um, main in the site the Survivor Series. Survivor Series Ross match. Yep. Both of them. Mm-hmm. They finish um, one and three at the Royal Rumble. And then, you know, why was the title next month at the next month's pay per view? And then they threw you off the set by holding it off and saying, you know, I'm still the I'm still the, the student and you're still the teacher. And they throw that at you. And that was actually like a gigantic WrestleMania moment or WrestleMania feud moment where you see the package, you can see the video package, and then everything after that just like went to straight hell. <laughs> <laughs> straight to hell after that. And you look from that, you know, a month later after Orange Champion, he drops the belt to a jobber, a literal jobber. Yes. Mm. I think for me, the prime uh, comparison is the Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan feud, where. Mm very similar and Danny Bryan joins the cult and he does all that stuff and then eventually turns on them and he got a white hot feud uh, Daniel Bryan with a concussion doing the yes thing on top of the cage which was amazing <laughs> but, but even Daniel Bryan didn't win that feud because at the match at the Royal Rumble Bray Wyatt beat him right and that match is a classic too yeah yeah, yeah. that might be Bray Wyatt's best match might be mm. but what mm. else is close yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, hell in the, the hell in the cell with Roman Nah, it's not in the same class. I'm saying, like, what else would you consider a classic, classic uh, Bray Wyatt matches? Like, I would say that, like, maybe like a couple of the uh, Shield Wyatt matches. Maybe, maybe that last Man. match, the match with Cena. But it's a, we we have a theory on One Nation Radio. It's that impossible match. to have a bad Last Man Standing match. 
Oh, it's possible. Like if me and you went to the bingo hall and did it, right? I'm sure, I'm sure we could figure it out, but, right? But like if you've been like if you've been wrestling in the business for like five years or whatever, if you've done a few dates, I think I think you can do a pretty good uh, last man standing match. A pretty entertaining one. It's hard. It's kind of hard to mess up. Like that's like I don't know, that's like messing with like ramen. So let's go to, to to number eight. Uh, number eight, a guy that was called lazy, who has been up and down, who is, hmm. yeah. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Dean Ambrose up number up one spot from last year uh, at the number eight spot. So Dean Ambrose, he won his first. I think he won the title before the grading period. So that was yeah, not taken into consideration. But he held the title into September, um, and pretty much was told by everyone to get the fuck off our TVs because we want AJ Styles to be the champion at a certain point. But all this while he's still having awesome matches on pay-per-view the entire year, mm-hmm. essentially. And then he pretty much, after the Royal Rumble, they put him with Baron Corbin and got him all, got him all the way under. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy, Dean Ambrose, I'm okay with him being in the top ten because I feel like he had an awesome year. Mm-hmm. There's still, mm-hmm. like, a million questions with this guy, though. Even though he silences the critics, I feel like, every time. When, and I had a conversation, I forgot who um, I, I was talking to about this, but every time they want to rehab one of the other S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, yep. they put him with Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. and he saves them <laughs> every time. Yeah. Yep. It's happened three times now. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you guys make of uh, Dean Ambrose at number eight? Yeah, he's he's wrestled. Isn't the stat that he's wrestled more matches than anyone in the company? Yeah, he's just yeah, he's been on every, like over two hundred or something this past year, like a ridiculous number or something. But plus, it, yeah, keeping in mind for PWI as well, he's been main eventing a lot. He's been champion, uh, WWE champion, and Intercontinental champion. And I know it's outside the period, but now he's also tag team champion. So like, this past year, he became a Grand Slam champion, if I'm right. Yeah, yep. when they won yeah. at SummerSlam, they, they he became a um, the first one I think since Daniel Bryan. I think that'll go towards next year's um, uh, grade period, but all stands the same. Yeah, yeah. with with like no celebration about it whatsoever compared to how they're, <laughs> they're going to do it with Roman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because he's I'm assuming they might do a thing where he beats the Miz, becomes a Grand Champion just 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 because of that. Nothing to do with him actually wanting the title. Just like well. The other two are like almost there, so why not? <laughs> Same with well, Seth Rollins as well. <laughs> yep. He's only got the Intercontinental to go, and then he's a Grand Champion. So yeah. why not do the same with Roman and make them all Grand Slam champions, and then have an amazing WrestleMania? But no, I've drifted. I'm, I'm going to be talking about Dean Ambrose. <laughs> but yep. yeah, Dean Ambrose is. Yeah, he deserves to be there definitely. Yeah, he was solid in SmackDown Live and died off a bit after the Royal Rumble. Then after WrestleMania, when he went to Modern Night Raw, he kind of picked up again. So, yeah, I think he deserves to be that high. Definitely. So, it's going up to number seven. Uh, up seven spots from number 14, Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so spent, yep, he spent like a, he's one of two guys in the top ten to spend a significant amount of time in NXT during the grading period. Uh, yeah. Actually, three guys. Take that back. Um, yeah, not more. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he ends up at the number seven spot. Now, Samoa Joe, um, since he's come to the main roster, I want to say they cut it off in July. So, I want to say they counted that Great Balls of Fire match mm-hmm. with Lesnar and all that. I feel like this is a fair ranking for him at number seven. And, you know, I can't really make an argument for anyone 
Uh, he should be above, but, you know, if you look below, you could pull someone like a Neville out, but mm. I think he's solid at number seven. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, like, yeah. I agree. The, the great balls of fire stuff in like SummerSlam, he was just so good. Like there, there is just like I mean, honestly, there is really no legitimate reason for why that dude is not a main event or going to be a main eventer for the next couple of years while he's still around. I mean, obviously yeah. the new situation, we'll see what happens with him in, in um, the coming weeks or whatever, but that dude is big time, and I would love nothing more than to see a John Cena versus Samoa Joe, like, WrestleMania match or, or something. Like, they need to do something before, like, it seems as if um, we're getting to a point where John Cena is, or, or Vince is writing off, like, a bucket list for Cena on his way out the door, like, more and more and more yeah. as he, like, mm-hmm. you know, leaves. He does his closer. Yeah, closer and closer to being done forever. That needs to be on the bucket list. Samoa, a Samoa Joe program. It definitely needs to be done. I just came across something on the list. Jinder Mahal is number thirty. I, I'm, I'm oh, he's, baffled. He's champion, um, purely yeah. because he's a champion. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, wow, they put Brock Lesnar on the list. That's shocking. I didn't know he qualified enough dates. He ended up at number twenty-five. Um, but um, I guess we can go up to number six now. Up one spot from last year, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, spent a lot of time at NXT, was as champion, and then had a feud where he lost the title and pretty much was still the main event. Um, and since coming to the main roster, it's kind of been mixed results. Uh, you've seen flashes of what he's had in Japan, but I don't feel like we've seen the best of Nakamura thus far on the main roster. But as far as for the grading period, I, I think this is more than fair. Um, he definitely hit the series with him and Joe. It seems like it resonated with folks. Pretty decently, uh, the matches with Rude, he lost them. So that, like, kind of probably hurt his ranking, like, as far as, like, going uh, into the top five. But uh, I think Nakamura definitely had a year where you could look at it and be like, okay, he was the premier star of NXT, and he was also, you know, the premier call-up that happened. Mm. That's pretty much what you can ask for. Yeah. I think for his uh, main roster run so far for me, I don't know if it's much his fault because his matches have kind of feel felt like, a bit like Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> where he's <laughs> like, he, he's the amazing dancer who, who can just do the flamenco with amazing style, and then he's given bloody a John McCain or someone, <laughs> someone really oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm not. I, I think that's a bit of a harsh comparison for Jinder, <laughs> but he's still. <laughs> You know, I mean, he's not going to dance the flamenco. Well, I don't know. Maybe John McCain can dance the flamenco. <laughs> but the point being that he's not going to be as good as Shinsuke Nakamura. And <laughs> it's kind of felt like that. Like his dance partners are, they can give it a go, but then they're not going to be anywhere near the level that Shinsuke kind of needs to be able to put on an amazing match. Like he could do with like half the guys on Raw or AJ Styles, which I'm hoping they're building up to. It's just like Baron Corbin and Jinder. That's not exactly great dance partners. Well, I would say that Corbin is a better dance partner than Jinder, oh, but yeah. not, but not if all he's going to do is slap on a uh, slap on a chin lock, like or a headlock. That's not going to no. No one no one wants to see chin lock city. I'm sorry, Kevin Owens. That's not a thing we want to see. Uh, but yeah, Nakamura. He it, it's so weird to kind of like differentiate between NXT and where we are now 
Um, obviously, he came in right after WrestleMania, and he was hella protected. And, I mean, even still, I mean, you can still make the argument that he is protected right now. I mean, he's only 8-1-10 ever. But um, when he was in NXT, it just seemed like he was just so... So above the roster. So <laughs> yeah. above. Yeah, it, it, I mean, obviously, it was like... It's like how I think, you know, I, I joke that Oscars should probably main event WrestleMania next year. Like, it, it seems like Nakamura should, like, Nakamura should, like, become the, should, like, literally win the title one night like it, like she's, like he's Paige or something, right? Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and now, where we are, because, like, they, they, you know, they tend to be able to figure out, like, fantastic way, ingenious ways to mess everybody up that, they, that <laughs> Triple H ever, Triple H ever, like, shines up and, and turns to, like, a, a, a potential um, new budding star. But, um, he was just so good at NXT that it's hard that it's hard to just like ignore it in favor of what he's done in the main roster so far. Yeah. And I mean, even it's still not the worst thing in the world. Like he's still a star. He still gets some of the biggest reactions um, on TV. It's just, it just, but you can see that like it's it's not, it's not the, the same. same. It's not the same after like the four or five months. He's now imagine the if you in Matt, I, I believe you're following New Japan, right? Yep. Yep. Now. We have. I feel like we saw the New Japan Nakamura for one match, and it was the Sami uh, Zayn match. Yeah. No, yeah. Would, would yeah. you agree with that? I would agree. Yes, definitely. And w- so it feels really different for well, me at this point. Well, it, it's funny because um, I remember when Otami, you know, was still trying to figure things out, and the, the, you know, some of the talk was. He's probably in his mind thinking, how the hell do I get over matches working this soft style compared to what I'm used to wrestling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you saw uh, Brooklyn Three, and it's like, oh, I figured it out. I'm just going, I'm just going to wrestle my match. Like, I don't think. I mean, and obviously he's with a guy that's used to that style, but I don't think you can come out here and literally just stiff and sh- effectively shoot on um, the dudes that are working those four, four or five house shows a week. Uh, if he can figure out, if he can get, I mean, obviously it's gonna, it's it's easier said than done. But like, if we can figure out a way to get to AJ in Nakamura, I think all our problems will be solved. And I think that you know, wrestling on house shows or whatever else, or wrestling in the circuit, whatever, he can figure some more things out. I think he's on. I think he's still trying to figure a lot of things out. And also, I, you know, there is something to be said about you know the, the thought of the thought of you know some of the people that are kind of down on him as far as what he's done so far saying seems like he's sort of melded in like he's already taken all those hits all those bumps and now it's time for it now he's on the back end just cashing checks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I mean he's still so over and still so smart and so good that like you can I mean it almost and for me as a person that's only watched a few of his New Japan matches it almost feels like it's we're almost like taking it for granted that uh that he's still really putting on really good quality stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's just like the quality isn't the you know the greatest stuff you ever seen. Some of the greatest stuff you ever seen. That's different. Right. Right. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like we're kind of taking it for granted at points. But yeah, I mean ultimately, he's not he's not as over as he was like during the NXT thing. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So but, break it. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'm just gonna. Th- I'm just thinking because. I think part of his development has just been he's not he's been figuring things out and then he's been putting a program with a guy who's also trying to figure things out and then his main event title point. yeah yeah his main event run is also with a guy who's trying to figure things out so where does this get over in this 
because he's right. helping someone else get over the entire time. But he's got to get over because he's still figuring out his crap. Which is why I think it was really odd at SummerSlam to have Kevin Owens and AJ Styles fighting over the mid-card when he got two guys who were trying to get over in the main event. <laughs> it's like, it's backwards. It's the other way around. I don't know why he wasn't the other way around. Well, India, that's why. God. Yeah. The <laughs> even, though he's not, even though he's not, like, drawing a dime over there. Yes. Like, the, the thing, yeah, Matt, you're absolutely right about it. Like, I, and I, I said this in the lead-up to SummerSlam, it's, it felt like it was too soon for Nakamura. And ultimately, you look back at it, it's like, well, even they thought it was too soon. They just threw him out there just to put a just to put a match together. Um, and you know, all, I mean, it really was a guy that doesn't deserve to be champion versus a guy that's not ready to be champion yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It sounds about right for that for the way that match came out. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, moving into the top five, uh, the guy I think that is the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, you may, you guys may agree, you may disagree, but he's up 18 spots from last year. Uh, number five, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy, essentially from the time the grading period started, was the G1 of 2016, which he ended up winning. And he had a back-to-back. Within 21 hours, he had a five-star match and a 4.75 in the uh, final against Goto. Then he goes on and has a six-star match, you know, in a loss, like, against uh, Okada. And, you know, he takes a couple months off, resurfaces, you know, with matches against Ishii, a a trilogy that he snuck in under the radar, all the way until he gets to the G1 in USA, where he caps it off with winning the U.S. title tournament after that phenomenal rematch with Okada. Uh, Kenny Omega is a god in wrestling terms. Um (laughs) Him not signing with WWE was probably the the best move that he could have made. Uh, James has brought it up to me before. Maybe that's why WWE is in such a weird situation this year. But I don't know if WWE would have went ahead and put him on the main roster immediately. Uh, they might have, you know, sent him to NXT, which is completely unnecessary. But the thing is, the one thing is, if you bring him to NXT, then that means somebody else gets to come up. Like yeah. at this point, like mm-hmm. where we are now, where it's like pretty much. Galloway came in to replace Bobby Roode, who came in to replace Nakamura, who came in to replace Joe, who basically came in and replaced uh, Finn, you know, or or saved or let Finn finally leave after, like, everybody else, after the mass exodus of the talent from the original run of the year and a half of NXT. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like, I think that was a part of it. Like, the roster, obviously, the more, you know, he would have, they would have had him around there and, and had to do his quote unquote mandatory 365, and then he would have left. Um, do, well, do his year in a day? Yeah, do his year in a day. Exactly. <laughs> do his year in a day, and then let him and then let him out into the world. Yeah. Um, but and I mean, obviously, I, you know, some of the stuff you just look at like because this year has been sort of um, sort of a letdown, or not sort of a letdown. It has been a letdown so far that you think like. Uh, you start thinking of stuff in your head like, all right, so maybe they planned on having, you know, actually having them come in and then, like, it just didn't work out mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, and then sometimes I think, like, if he did show up, like, what would what would have happened? Like, would anything have really changed on a, on a substantial basis? Like, would the match quality have kept up from 2016? Would it have dropped off like it did this year? Um, would, like, 
you know, with him being in, being on SmackDown, like would that have like would we have ever got like a Bullet Club thing like we've been clamoring for or some some something to lose to the Bullet Club like like Balor Club or when you had um, AJ and the, and the Good Brothers together? Mm-hmm. What do you have seen from like a new a new heel faction or whatever? We're sort of missing that thing right now. I mean, I, they're doing really good with stuff right now on on the Raw side, but like SmackDown seems like it's missing something. And I mean, I think they did a. I think they made the right decision by moving Bobby Roode to SmackDown. I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though the show's looking more and more like Impact by the week, but still. <laughs> oh, that crowd this week. <laughs> the other side completely empty. Yeah, it was, it was only thirty five hundred people there this week on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Well, it was a little rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to Kenny Omega. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, for me, in his past years, he's always been a victim of going a little bit silly. So, like, he really likes his mop, and he'd bring, he'd bring this thing to the ring, and he'd clean it, and he'd be quite jokey. And he had a lot of matches with Yano, so they'd be quite jokey and silly anyway. I don't know. Did either of you see uh, Kenny Omega versus Toa Yano from G1 this year? Yeah, well, that was like the most controversial thing at the G1 yeah, the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know it was controversial. <laughs> <laughs> some people, some people, you know, they just like murder they, the business. Some, yeah, some people <laughs> went on full on like, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. This is horse shit. So yeah, G1, you need to break. <laughs> and then it right. led into the match for uh, Toriano versus Sonata the next night, where I think he just tied up Toriano on in his little knot that Sonata does, and just left him on the ramp and won by a count out. Is it genius? <laughs> <laughs> The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season diehard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th. So like what 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 was your impression of Omega this past year like really, yeah, as far the, as like you know his quality and all that the big yeah the big difference for me was he's done a lot less of that silly stuff and he's taken yeah. a lot more of his matches seriously uh, like the tag matches being the big one where he would often piss about and have fun because he wasn't the big guy back then and when he first took over as well that was I mean when the elite was really starting to get over I think the big and it, a lot of complaint was he was being a bit silly but since. Wrestle Kingdom, that's not been an issue at all. Well, since G1, really, suddenly it turned into this awesome thing where he was putting on for like five star matches every single time he was like in the main event or in a big match on the card. His consistency, him and Okada, their consistency this year has been absolutely insane. <laughs> Just to have yeah. so many good matches with so many people one after the other, it's, it's, it's incredible. And of course, maybe the driving force behind that could be expanding into America. And they're looking to sell out a huge arena next year, so mate, don't expect that quality to drop off. <laughs> he's right. Yeah, he's trying. He is the American draw, and if I'm right, he's booked for a Ring of Honor show in America at some point, and he's already sold it out. Yeah, By Chicago, right? Yeah, he's they yeah, sold yeah. out before they announced anyone else on the card. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> that is insane. So yeah. uh, they're going to do fine when they come over. Kenny Omega is over. Yeah, and it's also, you know, and that was after he had said at the uh, the Long Beach G1, he was like, look, we told everybody, especially after everybody, you know, old baby face uh, Bullet Club, right? 
the good old baby the, faces. The good old boys. The, the good old American baby face, baby faces, <laughs> right? Uh, however, they were after the, after they won um, after uh, he he won the U.S. title, and he said, I you know I told the guys that they should have booked a, bu- a bigger building. And um, next year we're coming back at what did he say? Didn't he say we're coming back in the twenty thousand yeah, building next year? Yeah, yeah. We're back. yeah. And then and then this happens in Chicago. You're like, maybe he's right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was right because you know there was so much talk about how fast the, uh, those seats sold out, and then how um, the meet and greet with all the guys like we're going for, was going for like fifty bucks. And yeah, and like, they they severely undershot. Yeah, so they you know. Or actually, it might have been twenty. It might have been something even more than like twenty. It's like okay, and the, and the lines were so long that there was like three hour waits. Yeah, or whatever. So like, yeah, like they're definitely on the upswing, especially now that you know you have the internet and the fact that you know, in a weird way, given how we are with, with our TV now, just just for television, period, um, where everything is so high quality, people in and you can get everything a la carte if you watch it on your own time. People don't really have time for like as you say with WWE this year. Like, people don't have time for like the two star matches. Yep. If they, if, like mm-hmm. if, you know, if you have a love for WWE, that's cool. That's great. Um, if you have a love for just the wrestling, then you can find better wrestling in WWE if, if you if you so choose. It's just if you if you you know do you want to? This is up to you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it seems to be that there is a groundswell for people to actually want to get into wrestling as a, as a art form slash sport and at the highest level of peak athleticism. And, and, Kevin, and if that's what you're looking for, Kenny Omega's it. Yep. B-Trickers and yep. all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's let's flip on to the other side of the spectrum. A little bit of controversy here, I, I imagine, arise online. Number four, down, from number, down three spots from number one last year, Roman Reigns. Um, mm-hmm. He... As I mentioned before, he won the WrestleMania main event, but this was such a year where, like, he backed into the WrestleMania main oh, event. Yeah. This oh, wasn't, yeah. you know, a year where it was like, okay, this is Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker is the match. No, it was a match that happened mm-hmm. to be The Undertaker's last. Yeah, they put it on last. And I feel like PWI was justified. If you look at it, Roman Reigns wasn't a champion throughout the whole grading period. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the United States champion, but... What did he really do with that belt? He, he lowered the standing of the belt when he got it. Like, he took it off. Okay, so if I remember correctly, you help me if I'm wrong on this, Rich. Um, Cena has the U.S. wins it from Rusev in 2015, like after WrestleMania 31. Yeah. He then carries it into, like, no October-ish, and then Del Rio has it. Yeah. Then Del Rio takes it and loses it to Kalisto? Yep. Did Kalisto oh. have did Kalisto drop it to Ryback or no? Kalisto dropped it to Rusev. He dropped it. Okay, drops it to Rusev. Um, and then what happens from there? Then Rusev loses it to Roman. Loses it to Roman at SummerSlam. No, the month after that. Okay, the month after. Mm-hmm. And you're right because they they had the the freaking brawl yeah, or whatever. Brawl. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So at Clash of Champions. <laughs> So you look at and also this is at a point where you know the grading starts in you said August or July August August all right so he doesn't he he goes on a well he starts to see the year off by on a well by being on a wellness violation you mm-hmm. know oh yeah actually actually no before that 
but he comes right back and he like he loses Queen to defend Valor, a, a brand new skinny whip, right? <laughs> you know, I love that. Like I, I like the Valor a lot, but like he's like, okay, so I've never seen this guy on TV before. You and then you see him like five rings, you probably be like, wait, what? What just happened here? Right. Like you know, and every you know everybody else is like, wow, this is like the greatest episode of Raw ever. Like we just had two, we had like. A two great, four ways we had two pitiful ways, a great match. We had the uh, championship. You have uh, a new star made day one at, straight out. Was it was? Did Sasha have the title change on that? Was yep. That same same show. Yeah. Four four great things happened. Oh, that's so wrong. Yeah, was the next time that happened? Oh my gosh, never. So and and then you go from the rest of the years, like and the whole thing is he's chasing, he's chasing, he's chasing. Like, he's chasing with, with Seth to go, like, catch Jericho and Owens, and, like, they never get their hands on the, on those slippery creeps. Yeah. And and then he finally, he's going to, you know, win the uh, the universal title, and then Braun Strowman starts off uh, what I like to call the greatest, the greatest, the greatest um, murder spree ever. Like, <laughs> I, I would think. Has anybody? I mean, I don't mean actual murder because obviously he's still alive. But like, has anybody in wrestling ever in a in this short a period of time done more things that could literally kill another human being than than what Braun Strowman has done for for you know all of this year to Roman Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> how many times could he have literally died during the during the uh, ambulance segment? How many times? Like four? Mm, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of big wins for Reigns in the greeting period. Yeah. Uh, a lot of losses though. The biggest win. He retired the Undertaker. He retired the Undertaker, but I, I feel like they they didn't really respect the rest of the year that he had. So that's why they didn't even give him the number one, even though he was a full time star. Yeah. Would you make of Reigns? Um, I think I think he well. The, for me, the only reason why he's much lower is because he didn't hold any championships. Yeah, oh, again, I've completely forgot about the United States Championship. You literally just talked about it, and I completely forgot he had that. <laughs> but, yeah, he, I think his quality has picked up since he's really been getting into that feud with Strowman. The stuff with The Undertaker was kind of, uh, I can't really remember anything good that he did before he got back into his Strowman. Like, his stuff with Kevin Owens was, it's not, it wasn't good. <laughs> and, whoa, 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 there's one exception. Ooh. Like, the, 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 um, Royal the Royal Rumble match is might might be the second best match that the main roster put on all year. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. I forgot. Yeah, I love Chris Jericho in that. <laughs> he was way better than Enzo greasing up and sliding out like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually heard you uh, talk about that uh, on last week's show, and I, and I thought to myself, mm. like, yes, um, <laughs> Enzo lubed himself up to try to fit through a small place. He is officially a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah. Um, I think in terms of PWI, the fact of him not holding a championship is probably the biggest factor because yep. he has got. Well, I think because last year in the summer he was really good as well. So I don't know if it's just a summer thing, but that's twice. That's two years in a row now they've done quite good booking for Roman Reigns. But mm-hmm. it's just now they feel like I feel like they're slowly actually deciding on a character, and it's that I'm starting to like Reigns a little bit now. Compare that to his stuff with Kevin Owens, where it was back to kind of standard. Roman Reigns gets a new character, kind of bollocks. <laughs> so that was a bit of an issue for me. His stuff with Strowman was always good, though. Like from day one, they seemed to just have something. <laughs> and that, that, that yeah. fast lane, they showed it's that. Murder. 
Yeah, it was an amazing match. Murder. That was that was that was the connection that got them over. Yep. Like, they, <laughs> they tried were, to murder they, each they other. They tried to murder each other outside the like, and I mean like outside like the realms of this guy's a big sweaty dude. He's gonna beat up another big sweaty dude really badly. I mean no, they actually tried to they actually tried to kill each other literally. Like, both of them tried to commit homicide. Unbelievable. <laughs> they should both be in prison. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. Um, they um, I want to say uh, number three uh, moving up. The uh, up three spots previously was at number six. Kevin Owens uh, held the Universal Championship for a large portion of the grading period yeah. and was the United States Champion for a large portion, the other half of the grading period. Uh, I feel like this is the perfect spot. If you look at the three world champions, the three predominant world champions of the grading period, you have, you know, the you have Owens on one side, you got AJ Styles, and, you know, if you haven't heard, you got... Okada, you know, right. so I feel like Owens is clearly the number three guy. Um, when you looked at, you know, Styles' reigns versus Owens, right. Owens looked like a bitch. He looked like a complete comedy act, while AJ Styles looked like he was the best wrestler in the world uh, while he had the championship throughout 2016. Fortunately, he was sabotaged. I figure, I guess we'll just loop, loop in Styles and Owens right now before we get to Okada, um, because these guys, these guys are interchangeable almost. Uh, but as far as Owens, um, at number three, he was the preemptive star of Monday Night Raw, the champion, yes. um, and then got kind of shuffled out of the way, so that's why he can't go any higher than uh, AJ. Yeah. He, got, or, he got moved out of the way for us, maybe just because plans. Yes, yeah, plans. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag plans. Um, what, what did you make of uh, uh, Kevin Owens over this past year, Matt? I feel like he got made to look like a coward, which just doesn't fit with what Kevin Owens had been up until he won the title. For me, it was like a complete 360. And uh, it's the same with Seth Rollins back in 2014, I say we're confident. Man, do, you think, do you think it was that bad? Um, it's the same thing. However, Chris Jericho saved it a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jerry Show, not Jerry Show, that, Jerry KO, that was awesome. And the whole breakup thing was... Uh, absolutely fantastic. Like uh, I think that's the best role segment they've done this year with the breakup of Jerry Ko. Uh, like, why is my name on this list? It was awesome. Oh, now yeah, 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 that is a great segment. And then they had yeah. all like the like the ridiculous statue, and like Jericho was so so happy to walk down the aisle and wearing like the top hat and the ridiculous stuff. Oh. And and then you know, it it's almost like he um almost like he broke a fourth wall. Um, it was like, yeah, you know, just to be honest, cut all the crap, all the goofy stuff we're doing for this festival of friendship thing. Like, this has been one of my best years, or one of my favorite years in, in, in WWE. It was like, oh, that's really heartfelt. Like, you know, like one of my things that irritates me with the company, uh, WWE, is like they actually don't have guys do anything active to turn them face, to have face turns. Right. Like, pretty much something bad happens to a heel, and then you're just like, oh, I guess we're supposed to feel bad for him. As opposed to like, yeah, you know, I'm going to right or wrong up for a redemption like that, and and it took them months for them to get to the Roman, uh, to the Seth Rollins part now uh, uh, with, mm. with Dean Ambrose, but with Jericho was like basically open opening himself up to be vulnerable and show him like, yeah, man, like I really appreciate, I really value our friendship when you know for months we thought like they're just both just jerks that are h- hanging out together and they're eventually when that, when the time is right they're going to screw it. one one of them is going to screw the other, but like Jericho actually like the. Beca- really fought that man of his friend and then like it got to that point like oh this is really good and then what happens he turns on him like a piece of crap yep. and he's like oh this is fantastic 
Like I, I love it. it. I hate it and I love it at the same time. It's so good. <laughs> to me, it was it was the reverse of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. just from from the match execution to how the story came together, it was the mm. reverse uh, that. Uh, and unfortunately, Owens got his title reign ended in like 20 seconds to Goldberg. Mm. Hasn't sniffed it again and had to kind of get shunted over to the other side and you know he's getting into a few with Shane or whatever be good for him because he's always kind of had a belt and then you're taking him away from the belt for the first time and it's like a special program so WWE knows what they have in Owens yeah I feel like was Battleground last year inside of the window for the PWI it was not Uh, Uh, that was July so that would have been the year before yeah, because I was thinking of his match with Sami Zayn, which was Incredible. really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might watch that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I might, I might give that a spin. That uh, was that was literally a star making performance. They had, you know, Elvis was already established as a guy as a star from you know what he did the year before, like that full year before, especially with um, um, Cena, and then. Like, you know, the people always love to say that, like, or, or they like to pretend like wins and losses don't matter, but, like, they gave him, they gave Sami Zayn that win. He triumphed over this, over this jerk that, you know, that, that betrayed him. And ruined his life. And, yeah, yeah, literally ruined his life. <laughs> like, took, took food off of his table because he couldn't work. Um, and you get to the point where, like, all right, so what's next for these guys now that, they're, now that it's been the blow off and they're so happy to be in the same brand? Okay. Let's move. You thinking like, all right, so it looks like we might get Kevin Owens versus um, Roman Reigns right now. That's like the logical thing. So Sami Zayn just got to win over one of the top guys in the company. What are we going to do with, with it as far as momentum? And I thought, okay, Rusev versus versus Sami Zayn it makes so much sense. Babyface is over. He's going to be in peril because Rusev's a killer. Um, and and the built like a refrigerator and sits on you and squeezes you like squeezes life out you like a board constrictor. Right. For, the and, for the U.S. title. For the U.S. title. And what do they do? Nah, time for big match for Roman. Yeah, time for Roman to take the spot. Time for Roman to take the U.S. title. Time for Roman to take yeah. the moment. Yeah, time for Roman, the guy that's always, you know, that main event um, raw more than anybody else. It's time for him to get the B-belt. Like, come on, man. And then you look where we are now, and it looks like you're cer- like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are circling, circling each, each other. other again. Like, do you think they're going to end up getting yeah. um, the, the, uh, the Hell in a Cell? Oh, that'd be awesome. You, cause, I mean, no, no, no. They're not going to get a hell in a cell. Why not? I mean, it's only a couple months from now. I agree, but I don't think, uh, like, if, he, if you do it. this week on SmackDown. I think Owens and Shane are going to get a hell in a cell. Yo, <laughs> Shane, hell in a cell, man? Yes. Do you not remember what the last one was like? Yes. <laughs> I, I remember. It was it was 30 minutes of punching each other and a big fall off the cage that meant Dude, nothing. I still have not watched that match since it aired. Yeah. Like, I... I, I Refuse. I, I refuse. I, I absolutely like, dude. I, I I told you this. Before. And that could have been Kevin Owens versus the Undertaker that year. After, yeah, yeah, could have. <laughs> ever, ever since, look. And whenever I watch WrestleMania 32, I have one rule, one rule only. After the women's triple threat match, and the and Charlotte wins, and the pyro goes, and the pyro all around stadium goes off. That is the that is the James Boyd official main event. Nothing after that after that happened on the show. It gets cut off. Ultimate history, in my opinion. Hmm. Like nah, that was main event. Like and if you and look and if you treat it as such, you will enjoy the hell out of WrestleMania 32. If you want to watch those in the next hour and change, all right, be ready. Have fun. Be ready. Hmm. Uh, so let's let's move up to number two. Um, up two spots 
from the number four position, um, AJ Styles, the phenomenal mm-hmm. one, yeah. who came into the WWE fresh off of a, a, a tour, a couple of trips, uh, tours of New Japan, and he shot up into the main roster after after WrestleMania in prime position for the grading period to pretty much be the wrestler of the year in WWE and on our podcast on One Nation Radio and the awards. Uh, he was the in-ring performer and our Ric Flair wrestler of the year uh, together. So uh, AJ Styles had a phenomenal year all throughout pay-per-view. Uh, he was a world champion. He was having critically acclaimed feuds, mm-hmm. matches, segments, yes. TV yeah. matches, yep. and mm. moments as far as him uh, – uh, no, he turned heel before the grading period. But WWE went ahead and decided, nah. <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah. for you, for you. Plans now. It, now, Matt, I don't know if you um ha- how much you've heard with AJ Styles. Uh, I was really worked up around WrestleMania time, and I pro- I went on a yeah, four minute rant. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah uh, I Yep, for those that um that don't know, I went on a four-minute rant of of how this company fucked AJ Styles out of the, the WWE Championship and put him with Shane McMahon in every kind of elaborate way they did it and pretty much expressed how much it was bullshit. And then AJ Styles had a four-star match with a civilian, which proved <laughs> to me that he could have had a five-star match with almost anyone aside from Jinder Mahal on the roster. <laughs> At WrestleMania that day. So, mm. that, it seems like it is the biggest thing. The de-emphasization the of AJ Styles from the Raw... Did I Sorry. fuck it up still? De-emphasis. Okay. De-emphasis. <laughs> oh, did I just make up a word? Yeah. Okay. So, the de-emphasis of AJ Styles from the Royal Rumble forward with all the losses, the only victories he's gotten on pay-per-view have come at SummerSlam and have come at WrestleMania. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Wow. So he lost all those matches, you know, and pretty much got sent to the mid card for no good reason after he was doing perfectly fine as world champion. SmackDown had caught raw in the ratings and it was mm. it was one of like honestly, if you were to tell me that if he had if I did not know that Vince was writing both shows, I would swear that like this has been systematically dismantling SmackDown Live for the last since, since the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But writing both shows was like, why would you sabotage the only the own crap your own your own, the same crap you're writing? I don't understand. Um. So yeah, but but as far as AJ, um, yeah, like he, you know, um, I was a Laps fan from 2000 to 2011, and I mean. I pretty much had a, a set list of guys that are in my top 10, top 15, whatever your list is, whatever. And there have been really, uh, there's only been for me, like four guys that have like cracked that I would say like now belong that like, I, I view them like it, it, as far as like a, a growing affection for them the same way that like when I was a kid, like I had Hulk Hogan and, and Sting and, and Macho Man and the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Brett. Um, in the Rock and Austin, whatever, I'm going to get part of my list, but, like, like AJ's one of those guys that over this last, you know, year, during this grading period or whatever, um, now, for me, like, I, you know, I, I love that dude. 
Like I love Daniel Bryan, I love CM Punk, I love Cena. I have I have love for uh, and love Orton, but that's he and he only, he took him only one year to do it. Like that that dude is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That dude is really uh, next level, and I mean phenomenal. You know, I remember we got to a point after he um after WrestleMania, or after he lost WrestleMania to Jericho at WrestleMania 32, and I thought. Dude, like I don't know what's gonna happen with this. I don't know if he's gonna make it because they or if they believe in him or whatever else. And then they they immediately go into um Styles Reigns. Styles Reigns. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And then it's like, well, he, he's still not there. So I'm letting him win the big one. And Cena just said he's a loser. He hasn't won the big one yet. Uh, we'll see. And then he beat Cena. I was like, it was also clear during those Reigns matches that everyone wanted Styles to win. Styles yeah. was this star. And he was outperforming. In, Performing Roman too, yes. yeah, mm. and and then you get to SummerSlam and then he he beats Cena after after he survived the Avalanche AA and he beats Cena and you're just like my God like what we're we're on to something here and then like a month later he's the champion and like he's had he's had the best title reign the co- the company's had since what probably since Punk. I'll think about it. There's, there's, a, there's a great argument for that. I mean, you could say mm. Rollins had great matches, but as far as the title reign, because he kept, was, getting, they kept, they, they kept getting them under and under because, like, he one, he could never beat anybody by himself, and two, they sent him out there in the death march to open every single show, every single um, first segment, every show with a 15 minute promo, and that's mm. a way to get yourself under. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, Matt, what'd you think about AJ Gear? He even got. Entertaining decent matches out of James Ellsworth. Yes, <laughs> he even did that. Yeah. He almost yes. killed. He almost killed himself uh, bumping around for Ellsworth on that ladder match. Mm. <laughs> and uh, in his in his just singles match against Ellsworth, he thought for a second that Ellsworth was actually going to win. <laughs> AJ's that good. <laughs> he convinced me that that guy could actually win. <laughs> and he was, and then he beat the living shit out of him for like two weeks straight, which I thought was. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you but, remember when he styles clash him off the steel steps onto yeah. the ground? <laughs> yeah, oh my like, gosh. Oh. Still to this day, I do not understand for life me. Other than the fact that they just wanted to get the angle over that Ellsworth screwed um, Ambrose, mm. I would I would have kept him off TV like for a month. Yeah, so like the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, but. Like AJ's so good that like even the boys and people were about to literally paralyze him. Remember when Roland Strowman threw him over the top rope during the Survivor Series match, and he was clearly going to land directly on his head, on top of his head from going over the top rope to the to the floor. And but he somehow figured out, that, oh, I'm going to die here, and grabbed yeah. grabbed onto the rope, and the last second he was able to adjust in mid in mid air mid flight. Like, dude's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah, his control is. And then they they always said that in TNA. He's like, oh, he's got such amazing control of his body. But then you like stuff like that, just the little things. You see just how good he is, and he makes everything he does look really cool. Like the forearm, uh, the phenom- uh, phenomenal forearm. That's hard to say. It's half past two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the forearm. <laughs> he yeah, it, yeah. And he just hits it. It look, yeah, it looks so cool. I think the only person who all makes it look just as good is uh, Carrie Sane with her like jumping elbow off the top rope. That looks yeah. awesome as well. But yeah, he, yeah, he's, a, he's such good control that everything looks really, really cool. So um, getting to the number one guy, he was number two last year, which is kind of crazy in itself, uh, based on that year WWE put together last year. 
Number one, Kazuchika Okada, the first Japanese wrestler to ever be number one. Not Anoki, not Tanahashi, not Fujinami. Not Masawa. Not Masawa. <laughs> not, 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 not Nakamura. Not Yuji Nagata. Not Masahiro Chono. But not, Tanah- not Tanahashi. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. Um, but Okada, who has had this phenomenal year in which he's lived above five stars uh, <laughs> with Kenny Omega, uh, you know, and then without Kenny Omega, um, he's at, he had that ridiculously great match with Shibata. Um, he has been the guy in New Japan. He's been the IWGP champion the entire time. He's still the champion right now. What what's Tiger better Man, than this? Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 if you're looking at one year for a guy, like for a champion, he outdid AJ Styles in 2016. I feel like, yes, he did. And mm-hmm. the only guys you can really put are like, you know, maybe Shawn Michaels in '96. But even though that was that, even then that was like six months. Like Okada's like he literally has a laundry list of these matches. So I'm gonna throw it to mm-hmm. you guys. <laughs> I think it's been the biggest consistency since. Um, all Japan Pro Wrestling, wow. where with their like Misawa and watching a jog. <laughs> Who's the other guy that Misawa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, those two where it was just insane head bumps and the matches were like incredible. Like to, to now when you watch them, it's a bit worrying when you watch some of the moves like Tiger Driver '91. That's mm-hmm. not a nice move. <laughs> yeah, not nice. However, the matches are still really, really good and and. All Japan, their consistency was absolutely insane. Okada has perhaps maybe beaten that. Just that every single match, every single pay, um, well not pay per view, you know what I mean, like special event is yeah. The quality is insane, and I, I don't know how he does it. Like especially with his match with Okada, where afterwards he said that there were like multiple times in that match that he thought he was gonna die. <laughs> like the German suplex, <laughs> like the German suplex off the top rope, <laughs> just face it facing backwards. This is like. Yeah, I get what yeah. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dragon suplex. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not, not fun. Like I, when that happened, I thought I thought myself like these guys are idiots. Like they're going to kill one each other, one of his, one of them, one another. And mm. and like for me, like the the diversity of all of his matches, like the Shibata match looks nothing like the Omega match. The Omega match looks nothing like the uh, Tiger Mask W match. The Tiger Mask W match is nothing like the Fall Fall match. Like. And even, you know, and even hell, Okada 1 doesn't look like Okada 2. I mean, Okada Omega 1 doesn't like, like 2, or and 2 doesn't like 3 or 1, and, you know, and 3 doesn't like 1 either. Like, there's just... And this guy's not even 30 years old yet. Um, <laughs> I think I think he's easily going to be on the, the list of the greatest wrestlers ever. He's already on it. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever you want to put him, I mean, you're talking about, like, Shawn Michaels, like, up there with him, like, <laughs> and Omega, like, right on their tail. So... This guy got rewarded for, you know, the all-time great year that promotion had, I feel like. He's won the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. He's their ace. They came to America with him on the first night in the main event, yeah. Omega in the second night. But no matter what, remember, it is a Japanese wrestling company, and he is the dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's also, like, also, like, comes along with how big of an achievement this is, that he was in the number two promotion of the company, and this isn't like WCW or WWF. This or this isn't like AWA and WWF um, or whatever back in the territory days. This is, you know, the this is the underdog or the, sorry, the top guy 
on the underdog promotion, um, the, the distant, distant number two of of, uh, of the world going against the machine yeah. and coming out mm-hmm. on top. And, mm-hmm. you know, the dude's just incredible. I mean, like, he could do anything, literally anything. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could clearly, if you wanted to, come to WWF and or come to WWE and, and put him on that style. We saw that when we saw the Cody match at yeah. Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Like, he could absolutely do the main event title um, match for pay-per-views um, in WWE style. We saw it. The dude's incredible. Um, for, for my money, uh, he's the best wrestler I've ever seen in the ring. Um, and, the issue, and the problem is he's so damn good that like he won't ever be fully appreciated because he's so he's so smooth, so slick. Like he has a lot of that Randy Orton where like it looks like it's so easy you can't tell like you can you can't almost get lost in like how good he is because it looks so easy. And I mean this is twenty nine like you know, Bart you're not gonna wood help like me. He's we're, gonna, we are, we're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot of great stuff to come with him. Like, say, imagine mm-hmm. if we get like ten more years of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, like who will be able to compete? Like, I, it gets real, you know, real slim on the margins. Like, eventually, like, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, those guys gonna have to have to either like they're gonna have to give up their seat or they're gonna have to make room so Okada can sit there with them. So. And that's going to be in the eyes of the fans, too. You know, if you guys, you know, if, you know, folks are opening up more to New Japan and, you know, the profile keeps rising with Okada leading the way, being backed up by Kenny Omega, and then being backed up, you know, by the ace that is Tanahashi in his, you know, final years. And then their talent development that is insane underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's being led by all those guys are the guys that Okada is going to be wrestling in a couple years. And, those guys are going to be ready. Uh, here's, mm. here's, one, here's one thing to consider, right? Ishii's what? Their fifth best wrestler, maybe? Fourth? Yeah, he's right up there. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Like, you, like you would say Okada, Omega, then you would say um, Naito, Ishii, yeah, Naito. Naito, so maybe Ibushi. Tanahashi, right? Well, Ibushi's not. He's like a freelancer, right? Yeah. He's a freelancer, right? Like you would so you would say Naito Ibushi or or um Tanahashi is so, one of those three is the fifth best wrestler in this company. Hmm. Besides AJ and like Cesaro, is there anybody even approaching those guys in the ring on, on the WWE roster? Like you maybe want to throw out Neville. Yeah, you can throw out Neville, you can throw out Sami Zayn. Yeah, it's true. But like, it gets real slim real fast. We're talking about the fifth yeah. guy, Rich, and the fifth guy. It, I mean, and I mean, it, it, as a person that you know, I only watch, I only watch New Japan here and there. It, I cherry pick the stuff. Um, and the person that's a, that's living and dying with the WWE product on an everyday basis, like that, that's really hard for me to admit. Like I am, watch, I feel like I am watching inferior wrestling. On a weekly basis. I still enjoy WWE. Like, I feel like, in particular, the last four weeks of television has been really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, no, last, uh, the second week after, this sec- yeah, like the last five weeks of television has been really good. But it's still just, it's still just, I just know, like, if only I, if only I speak Japanese. All right. right? If, only, yeah. if only, like, it wasn't coming on at, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and certain big shows, it's like, right. you know, it, it's how it is sometimes. But uh, I know how I feel with WWE. Right, oh, right, yeah, because yeah. he's uh, a over in the UK, so it's like but, two a.m. over there. But at least you got mm. like progress in, in Rev Pro. Oh yeah, true. Got, yeah, <laughs> I love I love progress. I was watching that just before we went live. <laughs> See, went to uh, the Rev Pro show over WrestleMania weekend, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. What, do you, what do you think about that guy Gideon? Uh, what's his name? Gideon. Is that the one that had the, like that the, the, weird, weird character? Where as if he was almost like as if he was um. What do you say, mentally blank? Yes. Guy, and then when know. the bell rang, like he, he would rage snap out of it. Oh, the Festus guy, yeah. That was a nickname. That's the first thing I thought when I saw him. <laughs> so ever since I just called him, oh yeah, Festus guy. <laughs> yep. So that was your top 10 for the PWI 500. I guess that's a great place to uh, wrap it up. And um, Matt, we just want to thank you for uh, opening up your airways to uh, have, have James and I on. Uh, if you want to close this out how you normally do, uh, we'll step out of the way. Uh, if you want to throw it back to us to, to plug, whatever, be my guest. Well, I get my shit out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at the damn implicat. That's damn as in damn. I do that every week. I feel stupid every week. I do that. <laughs> uh, you can read my columns. I've not done a column for a few months now, but I mean to. I'm planning on doing another column. Uh, in the Laws of Pain column forums, there are other people posting very regularly down there. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow on Laws of Pain radio, yeah, it's the right side of the pond, so more British people. Hey, I don't know who's on it. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but a random collection of the of the right side of the pond people. Uh, and then I don't know if there is a Sunday special. Oh, wait, there's a Sunday special. Shit, I meant to plug this. <laughs> yeah, there is a... Uh, all-star uh, fact or fiction this Sunday. Um, I can't tell you what time, but it will be airing this Sunday on Osbane Radio, so that'll be like uh, Steve, the doc, uh, one of the guys from uh, Right Side of the Pond, I'll be there. Uh, maybe Miss Fan will be there as well, and maybe Zan Man. We are talking about WWE, and I think he tortured himself with SummerSlam just so he could do this. <laughs> he doesn't like <laughs> WWE. <laughs> he hates it. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's this Sunday. And that's all of my shit clubs. Excellent, man. Uh, if, you, if you guys like Doug, what you um, heard today, um, we're One Nation Radio. Um, you can go to socialsuplexwrestling.podbean.com. Um, we actually switched up our uh, URLs. So right now the iTunes link is down. But like I said, you can go to that site and subscribe through the Podbean. And also um, the One Nation Wrestling YouTube page is active. So every show we record will syndicate onto that. Uh, in the time being, you, you can also catch our our spots in um, editions of uh, I'm sorry in um, posts on socialsuplex.com itself. Um, yeah, yeah. So just check us out. Yep, socialsuplex.com. Uh, we'll have the uh, official posts of the show, and you guys can also check out the Wrestling Squared Circle, uh, our Facebook group. Uh, well over a thousand members. Good debate. Uh, always remember the rule. Don't come kicking that fuck shit. We will come get you. Um, <laughs> and you can also check me out on the Lord's Pain Collins forums with the Lattice Larry series I've been putting out at a furious pace uh, for the last two months. So, uh, But thanks for having us on, Imp. No problem, fellas. <laughs> Not been on enough Britishness on these shows. I need to get English guests on. Yeah, also, if you're... <laughs> If you are listening to this on Laws of Pain site, um, 
all of the names on the uh, description are all take you to the Twitter pages for everybody. So yeah, Richard's take you to Richard's, James take you to James's, and One Nation Radio is also on there as well for the easy use of getting to uh, socialcspecs.com. That's all my shit plugs. Right. You can say goodbye as you're not going to hijack it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe. We out of here, man. All right, later. Peace. He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season diehard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears Award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th. The weather may be cooling down, but the savings are heating up at your local Sears Auto Center. This Labor Day, you could get four durable all-season diehard tires and only pay for three. Plus, you'll also get a $100 Sears Award card to use on future purchases. Great savings backed with a 70,000 mileage warranty. Die hard. Don't wait. Visit SearsAuto.com to find a Sears near you and take advantage of this Labor Day sale. Installation required. Exclusions may apply. Offer valid now through September 9th.